Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, DB. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. If you love and support the work that we do, consider joining my crew on Patreon to win amazing prizes like our adorable merch, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, and incredible sex toys. Go to patreon.com slash sexedwithdb to join my crew. Get discounts at all of your favorite sex toy shops at sexedwithdb.com. And follow us on Insta at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. If you want to partner with us, email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. What does self-love mean to you? To me, self-love is recognizing my needs and desires and making time to experience pleasure. That's what Satisfiers is all about. Satisfiers is committed to helping everyone unlock their full sexual potential, eliminating shame and demonstrating all the health benefits associated with sexual pleasure. The Satisfier Connect app pairs with their amazing toys so you can discover your personal pleasure preferences in real time. Use code SEXEDWITHDB for 30% off at us.satisfier.com. Let's talk about a lube I absolutely love, Uberlube. Uberlube makes sex better for everyone by reducing friction and increasing pleasure. Whether you're using it for solo sex time, sex with a partner, or both, Uberlube has a long-lasting performance that lets skin feel skin. It has simple body and condom-friendly ingredients, is scent and color-free, dissipates when no longer needed so there's no sticky residue, and is recommended by leading doctors. Use code SEXEDWITHDB for 15% off at uberlube.com. If you've been a longtime fan of Sex Ed with DB, you've definitely heard of Clona Willy. But if you're new here, let me fill you in. Clona Willy makes incredible DIY molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva into a high-quality, 100% body-safe sex toy. And there are so many fun colors to choose from. Use promo code SEXEDWITHDB20 for 20% off at clonawilly.com. And follow them on Instagram, at clonawillykit. We talk a lot about sex ed, but when we're shopping for products to support our sexual wellness, exploration, and expression, we head to the experts at Lion's Den. Lion's Den is an adult retailer with 46 locations nationwide and hundreds of your favorite brands. They have everything you need to explore and express your sexual side. Right now, you can use code SEXEDWITHDB for 15% off your purchase in-store and online. Follow them on social media at Lion's Den Adult on IG and TikTok for exclusive offers, deals, and giveaways. Hello, Alyssa. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Hi. I am. I'm doing really well. I'm really excited to be here and be chatting with you. Thrilled. Absolutely thrilled to have you. Um, You are a star. You are a reality TV star, sex educator, amazingness coming at us today. So I am- me up so early in the day. I love I it. I must. I must. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get it going. I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners um, and let us know what you do. 
Sure. So my name is Alyssa. Um, I am currently um, seeking my ASEC certification as a sex coach, but um, I technically can practice now, but I'm trying to stick to most of my kind of social media sharing the wealth until I get that certification. Um, but I also was on season four of Netflix's The Circle, and I brought my little vulva pillow with me, and she was really a... Uh, you did. Uh, yes, I did. She was a main character of my entire experience on that show. Um, and similar to you, my goal is to just provide people with sex education resources that are accurate and um, research and evidence-backed, um, and to be able to provide a safe space for people of all all walks of life. So that's why I'm really excited to speak with you specifically because we have like sort of similar, um, you know, wants and needs for the world. Fuck yeah, we do. Yeah. And we're like both from New York. Yeah. And just like very much aligned clearly in like yes. using humor and science to really get that information out to people. Yes. It's feeling like a did we just become best friends moment. I don't yep. know. The answer is yep. Um, the answer is yes. The yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, incredible. Well, yes. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit actually quickly about your decision to go into the ASEC certification. Us in like the sex ed field have heard of that, but can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about like what that is, what, you know, those hours are like, or what that experience is like? Yeah. So, well, the way that I kind of like made my whole journey into this industry was sort of like an accident. I, I was in LA and the pandemic had started and I like lost any job prospect that I had. And so I've always been really open talking about sex and sexuality with my friends. So when this job, you know, kind of landed in my lap of being an assistant to a som somatic sex practitioner, I was like, I'm in there. I'm in there. And Hell, I took yes. the job. Oh, my God. And it was so much fun. And and oh, I was already talking about sex. Like, I was talking about, like, I mean, I don't know, making dinner. Like, I would just talk about it like it was nothing. And I didn't realize how much of like a strength that is. Like, I feel like for for you and I and people who work in this like field, it seems so normal. And then you talk to other people who can't even say like vagina. And I'm like, that's wild, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so then cut to way later, I decide like, this is such a big, this, it was so much fun for me. And I knew that I had a strength in making people feel comfortable and to talk to me about these kinds of topics that they would, you know, otherwise be so scared to talk about. So um, I decided I wanted to get certified as a sex coach. And here in the US, you can like, you can like just wake up one day and be like, I am a coach of everything. Sure. And no one's going to tell you that you're not really. Um, but it was always really important to me to have more of a um, more backing than that. So um, a little clout, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And I and I want to, I don't want to um, come out swinging with like, the wrong information or like there's already so much misinformation that exists. I, the one thing I didn't want to do was contribute to that. And so it was important to me to start to seek out the ASEC certification, which is the American association of sexuality educators, counselors, and therapists, I think. Nice. I would not yeah. have remembered that acronym. Oh, I've said it so many times. The amount of times where I'm like, it is. And <laughs> Let me get my notes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to be, I wanted to seek out that certification because for me, it just felt like I was doing my due diligence and making sure that I'm providing, you know, safe resources to people. Um, and obviously when I did the Netflix show, I knew that like to some degree, the 
real reality of like what this work is would be sort of like made into like, you know, I'm bringing the vulva pillow and I'm giving sex advice to like a male co-star who is uh, playing his 62 year old mom. And I knew it was not a 62 year old woman, you know? So it's like that sort of stuff is so much fun, but obviously that's not like what day to day is like when you're, when you're really helping people. And, um, so yeah, that certification was really important to me because I I had said a million times I just did not want to be a person who went on a Netflix show and then sold shampoo I never use. You know, fantastic. Yes, very important in our like new, very new, very active influencer market and space. It can yeah. feel like really easy, um, especially like if we're thinking about reality shows, like for people to get super famous, like be mm-hmm. able to make a living off of that, and then not necessarily feel like they're making an active difference in other people's lives the way I feel, well, I'm biased again, that sex educators can and that health educators can because there's such a taboo in this country around those topics. Yeah, totally, totally. And I don't take it lightly to have a platform like that's So it's really like it's a privilege for anyone to have a platform and to also be a person who's like so comfortable talking about sex and sexuality and wanting to help other people have better sex lives, healthier sex lives and safer sex lives. Like it just, it's important to me. So the ASEX certification was a big part of like making sure that I was responsible and how I was, you know, going about this moving forward. Hell yeah. Good for you. That's incredible. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about where you grew up. You mentioned that your parents are in Westchester County in New York. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of ideas, you know, being someone who grew up on Long Island, I can imagine we got maybe we're similar ages. We probably Mm -hmm. got similar sex ed, but I'm curious, like, what was your sex ed experience like? What was that experience like in your home with your family? How did that kind of influence your ability to easily have these conversations in adulthood? You know, what's funny is my parents are both the first generation born here of like immigrant families. They're both, my mom is fully Italian. My dad is Italian and Croatian. And so they all moved here, I think in like the, it must've been the fifties for both both families. And then my parents were the first generation born here and they're both like Roman Catholic Italian people. And so this, it was not discussed at all in my house, not at all. Mm -hmm. And so do you speak Italian also? No, I wish I get yelled at all the time. I'm also, I'm a quarter Italian. My grandma was born, she she passed away a couple years ago, but she was born here. But my great grandparents are from the south of Italy and I actually just Ooh. came back from there and visited their village recently. Oh, so we'll, ch- oh my God, that we'll must have been so talk about that lovely. at some point, but please yes. go on. Roman Catholic yes. wasn't really discussed. Yeah. So, so, I mean, then you kind of understand too. It's like, it's just not a topic that you discuss. It's like sex is for marriage. And now my, obviously my parents were more realistic than that. They're like, I just don't want to hear it. And I distinctly remember, and my mom, my mom will never she like she's upset that this is what happened because she doesn't remember it I remember I was like 16 and she thought that I had lost my virginity and I hadn't but I came home and she was like sobbing and she was like well why wouldn't you tell me and I was like oh my god we literally never talk about this I don't know I don't know it didn't happen second of all are you okay (laughs) exactly I was like it didn't even happen I didn't tell you because nothing happened it was like you know so it was like we had such a great relationship and we still do, but it was such like a, her parents never spoke to her about it. God forbid they would never. And so for her, she you know did the best she could with the information she had. And my dad was certainly not going to talk to me about that stuff. Sure. And the only thing I remember from health class is like, 
I remember my health teacher saying once um, to wear a condom because no one is going anywhere. He's like, if you've gotten to the, and I, so I sort of like still stand by that. He said, he said, <laughs> if you've gotten to the point where everyone is naked and you're really that worried about a couple of seconds to be like, do you have a condom? Can you put it on? No one's going anywhere at that point. Like they're stationary. Yes, exactly. We've made decisions here. Decisions right. have been made. Right, right, so right. You know, you've seen my full nude body. Like I'm not going to put all my clothes on now. Precisely. And that's really all that I remember. It's like that. And so also, simple, but that's great. Yeah. And also just like STD is bad. And that's all. And I, that's all that I remember. But now knowing like what, what I know now, especially because I worked with um, Dolly, who's the somatic practitioner, and all of her work is focused around women and knowing how much specifically goes on with women and, and our whole like genital area and our sexual experience. Like, I can't believe how much of that is just left out of our education. And it's crazy. And she says, she said like many times that people are so worried about what's appropriate, but it's appropriate to know how your body works. That makes sense. It makes sense that you would know, you know? So I'm glad that I found all of this stuff now, kind of later in my, in my young adulthood. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, and we're, we're. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I don't really have that much to say. <laughs> That's okay. Yes, you do. But just like <laughs> I'm thinking of the word appropriate, right? And I think mm -hmm. as sex educators, we try to make it clear to people that like anatomy and knowing names for body parts is appropriate for children. Like that yes. is an age appropriate way to engage in health education with young people of this mm -hmm. is your vulva. This is your vagina. This is your penis. These are your parts mm -hmm. because we have data and science that show that if we teach young people, their anatomy and proper names, then it, sexual assault is decreased. Like there is, yes. it, people are less likely to be sexual, sexually assaulted if they know the names of their body parts and how to advocate for their bodies and their boundaries. Mm -hmm. And again, not to say that, uh, you know, sexual assault prevention is only in the hands of sex educators. Of we course. need to teach people to not assault. But mm -hmm. I think at the same time, it's really important that we normalize that age appropriateness. Like there is a level of sex education and health education for all ages. Yes, absolutely. And you lose when you, when you give all these sort of like baby names for all of these parts, you, you lose so much of your own agency in that own way, in that, in that way too. you like, suddenly those parts are not your own and all of those words are dirty and weird and uncomfortable. And in reality, like, you know, if, if you're calling your eyebrow, your eyebrow, you should be able to call your vagina, your vagina. It's just a word. And it's, it's not, there's no connotation of anything being dirty or inappropriate. And, and we've just like spun this whole thing out into feeling so uncomfortable. And so like, I, I think you saw the intro to the show where I just say vagina, vagina, vagina yes. over and over again. And it's so funny because somebody had on Twitter tried to like really roast me for that. They were like, what are you in eighth grade? Like that's, you think that's cool that you say that word? And I was like, I mean, like, that's literally the point. That's the point. I'm glad that you're comfortable saying that word, but so many people are not. That's the yeah. point. You sprinted so far past the point that you left it, actually. Correct. Um, like, you understand. You missed yeah, you it, get but it. you understand. <laughs> you get it. Don't be mad. You understand. Yeah. 
but yeah, like I was glad, honestly, it's so funny because I obviously they put that in the trailer because it felt like funny and like attention grabbing for people. But I'm so glad that they put that in because even just from like the sex education side of life, I'm glad that that's what, that's what made it in. I wish it was vulva, 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 but we, we can't be greedy. We can't be greedy. And you also like do a fantastic job of being like my vulva pillow and like yes. really making sure that because many adults have not heard of that word and don't mm-hmm. understand that the vulva is not the same thing as the vagina. Right. Um, switching gears a little bit, kind of in the same realm of vaginas and vulvas, but you work with mm. the Sexual Health Alliance. Um, yes. And I would love to know a little bit more about that organization and its mission and work because that was something that I I was really excited about when I looked at your Instagram. It was like, oh wow, you're like a partner of the Sexual Health Alliance, and it's really awesome yeah. to see when people, as you mentioned, like with a platform, have the wherewithal and like the priority to work with a nonprofit or work with an organization that is bettering sexual health for all. And so, mm-hmm. would love to hear more about what that organization is, like what its mission, its work, and how you're involved. Yeah. So the Sexual Health Alliance, I came across them as I was going through like kind of the weeds of finding a place that I trusted and felt like was a good choice for me to educate myself in um, the coaching realm. And so they have all these amazing programs that are inclusive of kinks, inclusive of, um, I'm trying to think of like all of the ways that they're included. It's like hard to even I I literally cannot imagine the Sexual Health Alliance finding any like nook or cranny undiscovered and not talked about because they are so great at just being inclusive of every single type of person, type of preference, like even um, down to like they have this blog and in the blog, like the, the topics that they cover are so broad and vast that I'm like, I... You couldn't ask for a more accepting and inclusive place to learn. And amazing. As I was going through the process of finding, like going through all these schools, a lot of them felt a little like dated, honestly. And um, and I I wanted a a schooling experience that felt modern and was continuously updating itself, especially like sexuality changed so much. I feel like even in the past, like, I mean, it's always changing, but in the past, like 15, 20 years with the internet being as, as huge and massive as it is, we have so much access. Um, and sex research is relatively new, like in the grand scheme of like researching human sexuality and especially counting for what we've lost in the past. Um, the research being, as new as it is, it's always so important to me that wherever I decide I'm going to study, all of the information can, is like continuously updated. And so they're always having these really great conferences on the weekend. And like, they just did one like two weeks ago and it was about, um, psychedelics and, um, that the impact of psychedelics in like a mental health, um, format to like taking whatever psychedelics to help as part of like a therapeutic approach and how that affects in like a sex therapy realm. I was like, that is like, so hot, like no stone unturned. And cool. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, that, that was why I, I had wanted to work with them specifically because I felt like if, if I was going to be a platform and create a platform, I really wanted to do that 
in partnership with people that are inclusive and are going to touch upon every single topic that, you know, they possibly could. Yeah, very cool. I think I didn't fully understand like what this organization did, but it seems like they're kind of many things. One, Mm -hmm. it's like a certification program, right? Where you can get certified Mm -hmm. as a sex therapist, an educator, consultant, counselor, but also like you mentioned, there are workshops and events and like opportunities for dialogue and collaboration. Um, And it's very cool that they're are ways for people in our field to connect because, as you mentioned, anyone kind of can wake up one day and say, well, I'm a coach and I'm going to make an Instagram and make money off of this. And there's something a little scary to me about that and like a little worrisome because – and I'm sure, you know, we're on the same page. Um, like the reason why I went to Columbia to get my master's of public health mm-hmm. and like focus in sexuality and reproductive health was that so I could have that backing and mm-hmm. that science and that information to be able to feel like I can approach people in a way that's like authentic and helpful and science backed. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's exactly like the approach that Sexual Health Alliance takes as well. Would you agree? Totally. A hundred percent. And they also are um, any of those workshops that they offer, you can also just sign up for them. Even if you don't want to do an entire like coaching program, if you were just a regular person who was not in the, um, sex education field, you could, you know, learn about psychedelics and sexuality if you want to. And I like that they offer that to people so that, you know, if you're just interested in this one little topic, you can get a little piece of that too. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. I'm curious what like through your learnings with Sexual Health Alliance and or becoming an ASEC certified sex educator through your, you know, work as a sex coach or the assistant to the somatic mm-hmm. sex coach, what do you kind of wish that more people understood about sex and healthy relationships? I think um a lot of what people experience that people get really freaked out about is normal a lot of the time. I think that people get very sort of like, um, anytime I've I've done any sort of question box on my Instagram, the questions that I get are almost always some variation of, is what I'm doing normal? And the answer is almost always yes. And so I think one of the biggest things is that a lot of what you're doing and experiencing is so normal. And that goes for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we just are not really given the tools to determine what's normal, what's not, what needs to be looked at, what's totally fine. And um, so that was a big one for me. But um, another big one was especially working with the somatic practitioner. Um, There's sex is meant to be fun. And if there is a reason why it's not fun for you, there is a solve for that. There Mm. is. And Obviously, sex is for procreation and whatever, but we have plenty of anatomy that that tells us that it's also just for fun sometimes. <laughs> and so, um, so I, I people put a lot of stress and pressure on themselves to like have this like there's so much like performance anxiety mm. around sex right now, and I I want people to just like release that, just let it go because it's meant to be fun. And there's no, there's no like, like list of things that you need to be ticking off every time you have a sexual experience. Mm. 
it's just meant to feel good and, and, you know, get that like rush of dopamine and, and, and connect with a partner or connect with yourself. Like it's, it's so much more than this like really narrow version of sex and sexuality that you see in like media and pornography and things like that. It's like, there's a whole big world out there that's like just waiting for everyone. And you know, that's why our platforms are important because we're like, come in, come in, come in. It's yes. great. It's great in here. It's great in here. <laughs> oh, I am on board with everything yeah. you just said. I agree. A lot of our DMs as well are like, am I normal? Why do mm-hmm. I feel so guilty about masturbation? It's like a lot oh of, un, un, you know, uh, like letting, letting people know that they can like let go of that shame and like mm-hmm. that embarrassment that they have. And to understand that that has been like pressure from our society and from religion and culture and that there's mm-hmm. a lot of unlearning that needs to happen. Yes. Um, and yeah, I really love your note about performance anxiety because I feel like now with the pandemic and with the amount of time that we are on our devices more than ever mm-hmm. potentially, uh, there's a lot of challenge when it comes to turning our brains off or like Mm -hmm. getting into gear so to speak like when it comes to sex and I think it's really important to teach people to like wind down and like whether that be through breath work or meditation or pornography or like intimate touching or Mm -hmm. you know whatever that is to allow them to kind of like get in the zone so to speak of like sex with a partner or sex with yourself it's challenging but I think it's a really important underrated conversation I totally agree and it's like a lack of um, embodiment like we don't know how to feel in our body anymore because we're just so I think distracted by everything that's going on and it makes sense like a lot of a lot of the other dms that I get are um me and my partner are not having sex you know, as often as I think that we, we should be, or what is a normal amount of, of sex that we should be having, or I really want to have sex. My partner doesn't. And it's, it's two things. I think part of it is, um, comparison is the root of all evil. People think that if, if, you know, if my best friend is having sex every single night, that I should also be having sex every single night. And that's just simply not the case. Again, it's meant to be fun. So like whatever works for you is what works for you. And, and it, that's that. But then yeah. the other part of it is, is what you had said too, where people are just, we are all turned on all the, not turned on in the way that we like turned on, turned on the devices <laughs> and the internet. Yeah. Yes. We're all just like plugged in all the time. And it's hard to, to like slip into these moments where you're really like noticing everything that you're feeling. That was a big, mm-hmm. a big thing with Dolly too, is noticing everything that we feel and really taking like, um, stock of, of every breath and motion that we feel. And that helps us really like sink into those moments in ways that are so much like more fun and like there's depth and there's juiciness and all this like amazing experience. But that's so hard to do now because we're constantly reminded of, you know, the to-do list that we have for tomorrow. I, I have dogs and that's enough responsibility for me for a long time. I don't know how people have children. I give everyone so much credit. I simply could not. The way that I look my dog in the eyes and I say, you're never, you're never leaving me. You're not, I can't, (gasps) I can't. (laughs) So the response, we have, we all just have so many responsibilities. There's so much going on constantly. I agree. We all need to like find 
ways to prioritize winding down so that when it comes to like things that are meant to be enjoyable experiences, we actually enjoy them. It's like no surprise that people are having such a hard time feeling sexy and turned on when like you're constantly go, 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 go. How are you supposed to go from that pace to being like, let's get it on? How? Yeah. In what way? You know? I totally understand. Do you ever look at yourself in the mirror and think, damn, my part is fine art? Well, Clona Willie definitely thinks so. Made in Portland, Oregon, Clona Willie makes for the most personalized sex toy on the planet, and Clona Pussy makes for the most unique memento. Their mission is to create unique, affordable, and high-quality products that will not only last over the years, but provide their customers with a fun and memorable experience. Use promo code SEXEDWITHDB20 for 20% off at clonawilly.com. Close your eyes and think of your ideal sex toy. No matter what you like, you'll find it at Fun Factory. A few things Fun Factory's toys all have in common. They're 100% body safe so your mind is free to focus on fun. They include sex educator design games to get you going. And they're made in Germany, meaning they're long lasting. You get more O's from your toy when it stays in your nightstand and out of the landfill. Follow Fun Factory on IG at FunFactoryUSA and use code SEXEDWITHDB for 15% off your new favorite German vibe. What does self-love mean to you? To me, self-love is recognizing my needs and desires and making time to experience pleasure. That's what Satisfiers is all about. Satisfiers is committed to helping everyone unlock their full sexual potential, eliminating shame and demonstrating all the health benefits associated with sexual pleasure. The Satisfier Connect app pairs with their amazing toys so you can discover your personal pleasure preferences in real time. Use code SEXEDWITHDB for 30% off at us.satisfier.com. Um, it's stressful and Mm -hmm. there is a time and place to be plugged into technology. If you're using technology like pornography or audio porn or, you know, something to kind of get you going, um, then that's great. Uh, but speaking of technology, we're going to transition to the circle real quick because (laughs) we haven't super talked about that at all, um, this whole time. And, you know, you were featured on it which is so fucking sick um season four and i just kind of want to know like what was your experience like being on that show like what was that like for you to be you know a sex educator on the show like repping your vulva pillow Mm -hmm. like give me give me like all the feelings (laughs) and experiences well it was like so much fun like i woke up every day in a game like, it's just like, you can't have more fun than that, truly. Yeah. And I, my, one of my biggest concerns going into it was like, obviously, my being a sex educator and a sex coach and assistant, at the time an assistant, I knew that like, it was going to be a big part of my being on the show was talking about sex. And, and I was so nervous that I was going to feel sexualized in the process. And never once did I feel that way. Never once. So like hats off to the studio and to Netflix, because they really let me sort of like, do what I wanted and say what I wanted. Um, And so like, at at some point in the show, I literally do a vulva hug, which is like a meditation, uh, an embodiment meditation. And they they put that in there, like it's fully in the show. And like, that's so cool. Incredible. Yeah. And so they really let me kind of like, pick my own direction, which is a relief, because you never know what's going to happen on like reality TV and, and whatever. But they were so good about being like, 
respectful of that whole experience. And it was fun for me. Like I, I had so much fun, like I said, waking up in the game every day. Um, it did ignite a terrifying amount of competitiveness in me that I did not know existed. Okay. I am not an I athletic learn things person. every day. Yes. I am not an athletic person. So I did not know I had a competitive streak because I literally never had access to it. The way that I went into this show thinking, oh, it's going to be fun. I'll just see what happens. And halfway through, I was psycho. I was making notes about somebody breathed the wrong way. And I was like writing it down. Like I was like, <laughs> I got off it. here. Oh, I was my notes were um, a little uh, aggressive. But you know what? It got me very far in the game. So I will I will accept all of my crazy note taking for what it is. Yeah, um, that's important but, to remember, like. Well, yeah. first of all, can you, for those of you who are living under a rock, can you share <laughs> like what the circle is uh, yeah. and like what, what it's all about? Sure. So basically the premise of the circle is they get a whole bunch of people. Most of us are like completely normal, regular, plucked us out of our lives people. And they, um, we are all in this like social media game. Basically, we never meet each other in real life and we have, we're all competing for a hundred thousand dollars in my season. It was actually $150,000. They saw the that price. they really upped the ante there. Yes, they did. And so people can go into the show as themselves, but you can also go in as somebody you can make up a completely new person. And so the the thought process behind doing that is if I can represent myself as somebody who is um, you know, more trustworthy or less of a um a threat to someone's game, then then maybe they'll keep me around longer. And so you're basically, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's basically a big alliance strategy game. And so everyone is trying to make these real, you know, real friendships, real connections, but we're all also trying to make alliances with each other to keep each other in the game so that we're continuously saving each other and we make it to the end and yes. get, get that Exactly. Money. You like vote on each other, on who you yes. rank people and there are opportunities for you to kind of like play games with one another. Yes. And I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but I'm like on the first episode because I didn't want like <laughs> to share spoilers to my listeners during yes. this episode. Mm -hmm. I just wanted enough to like know a little bit about you and who you were and your personality. Mm -hmm. And I'm pleased to say that you seem exactly the same in real life, which is very <laughs> cool. Very, very cool of you. Very fresh. Um, but yeah, I just find it really fun and intriguing because it's kind of like you're all making friends and there mm -hmm. could be genuine connections, but at the end of the day, you have to vote for people yes. to beat you essentially. Right. So you kind of have to be strategic. And if you really like someone and think that maybe they're going to be ranked first by everyone else, maybe you would rank them last, like depending right. on what you're thinking. Is that mm -hmm. like, talk to me about maybe your, no spoilers, right? But like, tell mm -hmm. me maybe a little bit about your strategy and like how being yourself played into your strategy and like educating people on sex and anatomy? Like, did that make mm -hmm. you more likable? Were people intimidated by that? I think there was like a 50-50 mix of intimidated and likable there <laughs> okay. because um, one of my, my, one of the other people on the show with me, his name's Brew. Uh, this, this poor man, he was just sitting in his room, absolutely beat red anytime I said anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think funny enough, I think it, it made people, um, trust me more because I think naturally a person who's very open about like sex and sexuality makes people feel like they can just trust you more. Like if I can just come up to you and be, and, and talk about vaginas all day, um, we've really spoken a lot about vaginas. If I can come up to you and talk As about penises all day, yes. yes. Then, then some, I think it builds, like it breaks down enough of a barrier that people feel like they can like, you know, build some trust with you. My strategy going into it though, was to just be nice. Like I wanted to, I, when I was in high school, I was voted the, um, friendliest person of my graduating class. Oh my God. And I will, what an honor. Thank you so much. I will hang on to it. For the rest of my life. The way that yeah. people hold on to Letterman jackets and it's embarrassing, I will hold on to this for the rest of my life and it's embarrassing and we it's fine. And so I was like, I'm going to be my normal friendly self and I'm going to try and like make friendships with people. And really the biggest part of my game going into it that I knew was like going to be a strategy was to have small alliances because big alliances, I watched some seasons of big brother too. And I learned this there, big alliances are kind of bound to break at some point. So I wanted small alliances and to make like as genuine of connections as I could and to just be friendly, but also like fun so that people would have a hard time getting rid of me. Um, should that be the case? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Should we drop the bomb about Mel B and Baby Spice? Okay. Yeah. Can you? Okay, this has been in the news. So again, if you live under a rock, I apologize. But like, yeah. this is a big part of this season. Can you talk about the Spice Girls and yeah. their involvement in the circle this season? Yes. So I won't give any any spoilers as to what happens with them. But the Spice Girls, um, well, two of them, Mel B and Emma, so Scary Spice and Baby Spice, come into the game. And they play like two days of the game. We're in that whole show for like, I think the total is like two-ish weeks. They play several days of the game under a catfish profile, which means they played somewhat like a different person completely. And we had no idea. So wow. we were just no one knew no one knew no one knew. So we're just talking to this person and we're trying to get this to know this like new profile that's come in. And then one day we have this like 90s party. And again, like we the circle throws parties and, you know, we had we did cake decorating all stuff. So we just are assuming it's like a chance to get to know each other. And then this video comes up and it's it's the girls and they're like, hey, guys. And I. I literally have children now because I the way like, that like all of, pants. Oh, all of the blood just like drained from my body and I was like limp. I was like, what is going on? Oh my god! I was the biggest Spice Girls fan. I had oh yeah, I had Barbies. I had books. I remember Amazing. so vividly they had these lollipops that were half chocolate, half vanilla, and the wrapping had different Spice Girls on it. Oh my god! I branding. That's amazing. Amazing branding, and so that was like I. I, I could not believe that they were there. And um, my first strategy point with them was I thought that that profile that they came in, which was a boy, a, a, allegedly a 27-year-old male okay. who was single. And I saw the profile and I was like, something's not right. And so my first plan was to try. I thought it was a girl. I don't know why I had this like hunch that it was you a girl. You had an inkling. Yes. And so I was like, I'm going to try and smoke them out. And before I knew it was the Spice Girls, I started flirting with this Jared profile. And so now looking back on it, I was just straight up flirting with Spice Girls. That is 
absolutely the cool like you have to put that on your gravestone like that's the coolest thing ever i know they said hashtag i'll bring the wood to me and i will never forget they want to fuck you that's fucking (laughs) sick uh yeah wow 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 that is almost like you can't even believe it you're just like yeah i guess that happened to me i literally all of it was so surreal and in the moment i like i'm so glad i got to watch it all because i think i blacked out for every single spice girl experience i had in the entire season so glad this is recorded because i don't know what happened yeah yeah (laughs) um i have like an inane question that i don't know you can if you can answer but like how do what what happens with like food there like do they just like pack your shit with groceries or like what is that a netflix secret i don't know so like Honestly, the food thing, people, that is like one of the questions we all get the most. It's like so much. I don't know why. I'm curious. So we all made grocery lists before we came into the game. Okay. And so they they stocked our fridge. And then like we could just ask if we needed something and they would okay. they would drop something off at our door and then we would bring it in. But it's so funny because we get that question all the time, all of us. It's yeah. so funny. I think it's because we as a as viewers don't mm-hmm. see like any sort of interaction that you all have with the outside yeah. world, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, does it get lonely those two weeks because you're not really interacting with other human people? Or like, you know, tell me about that. I'm like the worst person to ask that question because I am introvert. I could, yes, I could sit by myself in a room for days and not miss anyone. Be like, bye. My no partner is like that too. Oh. And I, on the other hand, I'm like. When's the next plan? When am I going to see somebody? Oh my God. I wish I had that. It's somewhere, it's somewhere deep, deep, deep. One day I'll get back. Well, maybe not. Maybe those times have gone for me. I don't know. But I, 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 it takes a lot for me to feel very lonely, but they also do a very good job of like, um, there's always somebody checking in on you. You can always go like have a chat if you want to, but you're also in the game every day. And so it's like, really exhausting weirdly like i would get to the end of the day and be so tired and i think it's on yeah you're on but yeah so like from from the minute that we wake up we're we're in the game like we are in the game and we are whether we're actually having conversations or we're not you know your mind is just always spinning about at least mine was always spinning about like what was going to happen that day what was my plan what's next And, and you also have no idea what you're going to do that day. So there was one day, it was like the middle of the afternoon and we get an alert that we're doing cake wars and they dropped off a four tier cake at my door and I had to decorate a four tier cake in 30 minutes. I'm not prepared. Oh, I did put, oh, I was not prepared. And I, (laughs) I put, um, pocket rocket on the cake. I thought that was cute. Incredible. There's (laughs) your talking about penises. That's great. See? (laughs) Yes, see? They're Um, included. (laughs) Absolutely. As they should be. Um, Alyssa, this has been so wonderful. I've been really like excited to chat with you and you have exceeded my expectations. So thank you for coming on. Thank Um, you for having me. Of course. I have a couple more questions, which like, like what's next for you after, you know, I'm sure being on Netflix is like, uh, I could only assume and I'm inserting my own dreams here, but a lifelong (laughs) dream. Um, Yeah. Slash like, maybe it wasn't a dream, but now it's this like big opportunity. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, like, where are you going next? Where are you taking it? I think for me, the biggest thing is to continue to make 
you know, my platform, a safe space for people to learn. And that's my biggest priority right now. And that's like really sort of the only thing I feel like I can plan. Like (laughs) everything else in a very exciting way feels like I have no idea what's, what's next. But the one thing that I will always do is create sex ed content, create a safe space for everybody to learn. And so that's really the only thing that I can kind of count on and, and getting ASEC certified, which I hope to do later this year. Oh, yeah. It's very busy, you know, so I'm hoping later this year, I will get that certification. Great. That's so awesome. Um, And yeah, good on you for like, really prioritizing your platform for comprehensive sex ed for all. I think that's so awesome. And I'm happy to be in the space with you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Where can people find you on socials and support your work? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Both of them are at Alyssa Lube. It's L-J-U-B. And that's really, that's really part of my last name. I know it's sort of serendipitous that that worked out that way, but that is my, my sister has always, her nickname was Luby in school. And then they just started calling me big loop. And, and so that stuck. (laughs) That's very cute. Um, well, amazing. Thank you so much again, Alyssa. Uh, this has been an absolute blast. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. In a world that constantly encourages you to change, it's bold to just be yourself. Sexual expression and satisfaction are different for everybody, so rather than conforming to others, focus on falling in love with who you are. Lion's Den sources the very best products to help you find what you like and help you feel confident expressing your sexual desires. You can get 15% off in-store and online using code SEXEDWITHDB to begin exploring everything about yourself. Follow Lion's Den on social, at Lion's Den Adult on Instagram and TikTok. Let's talk about lube and condoms. Something important to know is that oil-based lube is not to be used with condoms because the oil can cause the condom to break or tear, which would defeat the purpose of using it. Thank goodness for Uber Lube. Uber Lube is latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms. But wait, there's more. Dispensing two drops of Uber Lube inside a condom and a measured pump outside will increase pleasure. What are you waiting for? Use code SEXEDWITHDB for 15% off at uberlube.com. Seven years ago, I was gifted my first ever vibrator. It was a rabbit vibe, and I was immediately in love with it and the pleasure it gave me. Having a bit of experience with rabbit vibes over the last seven years, I am absolutely stoked to tell you about an amazing one from Fun Factory. Miss Buy from Fun Factory is the dual vibrator you've been dreaming of, with a powerful German-engineered motor that gives you super strong vibrations. Follow Fun Factory on IG at FunFactoryUSA, and use code SEXED with DB for 15% off your new favorite German rabbit vibe. Our creator, host, EP, and sound engineer is me, Danielle Bezalel, aka DB. Our co-producer and communications lead is Catherine Cohen. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds, and our ad music is by my stepdad, Bill Gant. Thank you so much to our featured guests, partners, and our listeners. Want to advertise with us? Email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on IG at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. See you next time.